Hi, I am Jean Lee. I am the uh, director of the Korea Center at the Wilson Center Think Tank, and I am joined today by Sumi Terry, the fabulous Sumi Terry, who's senior fellow and Korea chair at CSIS. And Sumi, I wanted to let you know that I am co-hosting a new BBC World Service podcast. It's called The Lazarus Heist, and it's about, you might be able to guess from the name, North Korean cyber. And so while I'm immersing myself in this topic, I thought I would ask you and pick your brain a bit about cyber, because I know you're familiar with North Korea's cyber capabilities as well. And, you know, you and I speak so frequently about sanctions and nuclear negotiations, but shouldn't we be paying more attention to cyber? 100%, Jean. And um, you, I'm sure you read the New Yorker article published today on North Korea cybercrime, which was really an interesting read. Um, and that article describes North Korea cybercrime as hyper-headed, right? Because talking about so many tactics, right? Ranging from bank highs to deploying ransomware to theft of uh, cryptocurrency and and that's exactly right. I mean, North Korea is really uh, producing the world's most proficient hackers and their cyber threat is quite serious. And here we are we're just obsessing over North Korea's nuclear and ballistic missile program. But we really need to pay more attention to this because North Korea, I think for North Korea, it really makes sense to pursue this path um, because, you know, there's a deniability, right? Since it's hard to attribute attacks exactly, there's profitability. Um, UN panel of exports, I think they talked about like North Korea raising like $2 billion through cybercrime. And that report is already several years old. Um, it's great way for North Korea to circumvent sanctions. They can also get away with it because it's really hard to uh, go after them successfully, even when they're caught. So there's reason for them to to even invest more on cyber capabilities. And it doesn't cost much. It's like a low cost way to both make money and launch attacks. And I think about being in South Korea during one of the major attacks on Seoul and the whole city, probably the whole country was just paralyzed because you talk about a city or a country that is high tech, there's no country that is more high tech than South Korea, right? So I also think about how it's a way for North Korea to, it's another form of, of another form of an offensive attack that they can wage for very totally. little money. Yeah, and, and it's it's really consistent with their strategy to really overcome you know, their relative uh, conventional military inferiority vis-a-vis -vis South Korea, right? You just mentioned low cost of entry. That's exactly right. Um, high yields, difficulty in delaying attribution, all of that um, that I talked about. Um, it just makes sense. And I think you know, one thing I want to bring out is this lack of effective deterrence against cybercrime. I think also incentivize them to just continue to invest in cyber capabilities. Um, I don't know, you know, what we can do. I know that U.S. government is quite aware, aware of it. Um, they are working hard to address this threat. Um, they have, a, you know, a large number of responses. But again, deterrence does not work in the same way in, in the cyber realm. So how do we curb it? What do we do? Um, you know, how do we increase operational costs for, of, of them conducting cybercrime? Um, these are some important questions. Why do you think it is that we don't talk more about cyber? Is it just because it's so hard for us to wrap our heads around? 
Yeah, I, I, I think so. And I just think even U.S. government, I think it's been a just recent, uh, relatively recent that we've been aware of this. I mean, sort of, sort of, you know, I guess the most famous case is like 2014, you know, the, when, when the over the Sony hack mm-hmm. uh, uh, over the release of the movie interview. Uh, and then from that point on, you know, Bangladesh heist and, 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 and so WannaCry ransomware, I think that was like 2017. But it's relatively recent phenomenon that we've been following this issue. Um, but we do have to think more about it. And I think one of the things, one of the things we can do to uh, address this is just pay more attention and raise awareness um, just for everybody, for people to take the threat seriously uh, so people can practice security practices more, uh, more securely. Uh, we need to go after this uh, more aggressively as the Justice Department is doing. And, uh, you know, we really need to increase operational costs of, of them conducting cybercrime. I think cyber in general is a threat that we're going to face on a daily basis around the world, right? From threats from various countries, both in terms of cyber crime and also cyber espionage. But I think the thing we we one of the reasons we discount North Korea is because we think of this country that's so cut off technologically and from the internet and from electricity, and so it flies under the radar. And yet, I would say they're they're more desperate than any of the countries that are engaged in or at the top of the list of the major countries engaged in cybercrime. They have even more incentive uh, to wage these attacks and make money because they're so restricted by sanctions and the border closures and all of that. They are getting uh, and they're getting increasingly good at it. And this is what they do. They in the past, they've always worked on, you know, Pursuit illicit activities, right? Smuggling cigarettes, counterfeiting currency, uh, narcotics. Remember the hundred dollar super notes. Now cyber is their next thing, um, and they're getting increasingly more sophisticated. So here we are. Thank you so much. Thank you.